Hello, everyone, and welcome to the London's Prince podcast. I am Kiana Fairley, the author behind London's Prince, the memoir, and today is episode 10 of London's Prince. I am going to go into some very intimate conversation about my current situation and two interesting chapters that really... Um, set themselves apart from, you know, the loss of my son. Um, They fell towards the end of the book where um, I split the book up into three different sections, before London, during London, and after London. And I firmly believe that to understand your trauma, you have to understand your beginning the trauma that occurred, and what you plan to do afterwards. Um, Trauma just doesn't happen. Um, There are so many different uh, situations that occur that build up to that situation and potentially could be a result of your DNA and your genetics and the sins before you and your parents before you. So to go into these two chapters, um, this really goes into my relationship with my son's father, and it's a current issue that I'm dealing with today, um, currently, as of right now. Um, the two chapters are Bitter Black Bitch, uh, which was the interesting name that I was called when I was in confrontation with my ex during the time, with him moving on to the new relationship, and me finally stepping in my power and holding him accountable for the things that I expected him to do as a father and as a co-parent. Also with child support. This is a very interesting conversation. I have seen so many different memes that women post on both Instagram and Facebook with their opinions about child support. And one that I kind of struggled with and one of the ones that Previously, the younger me um, probably would have agreed with. Uh, I believe that a lot of women feel this sense of pride when they feel like they promote this, I don't need any child support, child support, I could do this all by myself. Uh, This whole mindset of independence when it comes to child rearing and taking care of a child. Now, I completely agree with it because, you know, once you set yourself up and you're in a relationship with someone and that relationship severs, uh, as a woman, a lot of times the brunt of the responsibility is set on our shoulders. And it is important for a woman to have herself in a space where she can take care of herself and that child. However, again, with the superwoman syndrome, we as women, especially minority women, tend to believe that child support or not receiving child support gives us this sort of token or accolade of, I can do it all by myself. That is all great and grand. However, I believe it's another form of way that we are not holding people accountable for their responsibilities when it comes to making that child and having responsibilities as an adult. Uh, One thing that I have come across with as well in relationship to child support, um, 
I believe that it was tough for me because I felt like, okay, here I am. I was married to a black man who was in trouble before, has been involved with the criminal judicial, I mean, with the criminal judicial system. Um, he has been incarcerated before. And the last thing that I wanted to do was actually set him up to deal with um, any law enforcement. I believe that they don't have black people in favor of them. This includes the black family. However, um, it was important for me because at this time it, it was like, if, if I had a conversation with you discussing what I need and what was required of you in relationship to raising our child and you did not see fit to assist me in that manner, then I would have to find a mediator or someone to be within the middle to help us make negotiations um, when it came to supporting your child. My son's father and I have a very distant relationship, which is more beneficial for me. However, it does affect my son. I am very active, very, very, very active in making sure that my son has a relationship with his father. It is not my job as his mother to condemn his father or sever that relationship because I think it's important for him to build a relationship outside of um, what happened between us. Now, I fell into that um, category and every time that my ex-husband had fell short of his responsibilities, I became that bitter black bitch. I became that damaged woman. I became the woman that would utilize her child to supposedly stop him from seeing his child. One thing that I've identified with is I relieved myself of the accusations and the the you know, title that he tried to put on me by continuing to be the person that I was. And I came to realize that he was self-sabotaging by seeing at some point that I was the person that was keeping that relationship or holding that relationship together. And that I identified with um, the fact that it was easier for him to step into relationships with young women, single young women with children. Um, this has become a pattern of his um, stepping into these relationships with these single young women who I feel like have that sense or need of family. I've been that young woman, so I can identify with that. Um, young women, single women that have children already their fathers may be active in their lives, but a lot of these women are really looking for love and they're looking for a sense of family. So they have a stronger need. Um, they have this sense of as long as a man, a man shows up and I fell into that category. And so he preyed on their vulnerability. And a lot of times for him as a man, it may seem like, hey, this is a clean slate. I can start all over again. I've made some mistakes in my past, but this person doesn't know who I am. So I will start from a clean slate and be that to them. And when he didn't realize that he had the opportunity to do so with his own child. I never could understand how a man could separate himself from the seeds that he planted or the children that he made and completely raise a complete another family 
Um, But now I sort of know seeing it from my experience with my son and his relationship with his father is I truly believe that it's a way for a man to start all over again without the embarrassment of facing the person that he is instead of actually healing from the inside instead of making my outside look like something and working on something completely new with someone that doesn't know me it makes it a little bit easier instead of working on what I've already started um so with that relationship um so basically I just went on a rant but I really wanted to touch base on this because I'm in that situation. Uh, Similar to everybody's talking about this whole Cardi being offset situation, I've been in that relationship. I damn well knew I wasn't supposed to marry him. Um, He was a cheater before I got into the marriage, Um, was a cheater when I got pregnant, and was a cheater when the marriage ended. And that was... I had to come to the point where I said enough was enough and I had to make that decision and say I can't put up with this anymore and the last time was me making that move to Pennsylvania relocating for him and within a year um, he was already in the position or trying to move a young woman from my hometown to Pennsylvania so that was the breaking point for me. That was the breaking point for me. And when we severed, we separated. Um, It took about a year for us to actually get a divorce, but we started going through the court proceedings and there was a lot of anger there. And now that I am in the position that I'm at now, where I'm at a sense of peace with our relationship and where things have fallen and um, how things have taken place, it took me about three years to get to where I am. But um, during the time, I would say I wasn't angry, but there was a sense of anger. Was I doing things out of malicious intent? Definitely not, because I felt that I was obligated to make sure that my son was taken care of, whether it was... um, him spending time with him or making sure that he was providing for his son. Um, There was a time where he was active and doing what he could do. um, And I accepted that. Then there were spans of time where he would just step in. I was very angry at the fact that he had the ability to choose to be a parent That is where my bitterness had came from. Um, But in a way, as time had progressed, I changed my perspective and kind of tried to look at it from his, his lens. And to be honest with you, I remember or recall the day that I called him telling him that I was pregnant with Micah. He asked me, what was I gonna do? And I may have been ready to conceive Micah and I may have been ready to receive what God was giving me because of after the loss of London it was literally three months between me losing him and then um, finding out I had conceived Micah but for me I felt it was very selfish of him at the time to tell me what are you going to do with the child after losing a baby, physically losing a baby and going through that whole process. 
But he basically told me that six years ago, he wasn't ready. And up until this day, his actions show that he was not ready to be a parent because he is still learning how to become a man. And to be honest with you, with me speaking right now and hearing this coming from myself is really giving me the overall perspective. So I'm, I feel as though that with me doing the things that I've done as far as um, pursuing child support, um, making sure that I have continued that relationship between him and his father, I am trying to assist him in being a parent. However, I cannot do so. And I've taken that responsibility off my shoulders. So um, to go into how this whole thing process has, you know, been for me, the last four months, to be honest with you, over the summer, my son had went to go spend time with his father. And it was just one week. And um, I don't even know where his father stays at. He was staying with his new girlfriend. Um, My son was staying there. I had no clue where my son was. This is how fucked up my situation was. Um... I kept the relationship open. He was going to see his father at one point every other weekend. That's why I was getting to spend a lot of time to myself during 2017 and 2018 because his father was here in Pennsylvania and spending time with him, Um, even since it required him to do so at his um, mother's house. However, um, so... During the summer, that was the last time I allowed Micah to go there because Micah came home and, you know, just had a few things to say about where he was, um, things that he had seen and things that his father was doing. Um, and I just would, I just had it. But at that point, his father was kind of not very, he was kind of dwindling himself because he was back in the Massachusetts area. So uh, in November, it was my son's birthday. He came down for my son's birthday to spend the day with him, which I give him absolute credit for. Um, But again, this is me and I'm always giving him credit for the very little things that he is supposed to do. Um, He ended up showing up, taking Micah to a restaurant of his choice, not the one Micah had chose. Um, And spend time with him. The following day, um, I get a phone call that his dad was, um, arrested and he got into trouble. Now I am, I get confused and I get upset with myself because I sit here and I listen to so many young women or so many women complain about their baby fathers. And every time that he gets himself into trouble, every time that he does something, it's not that I take it personal, but I feel a sense of embarrassment because he is a reflection of the decisions that I've made in the past. Who I am now is not a reflection. He is not a match for me or my son. And, and it kind of is an embarrassment to me. And it shows my lack of self-love. It shows my 
insecurities, it shows my lack of confidence in the man that I chose to be the father of my child. Um, it shows that I was willing to love someone that did not love themselves, but at that time I didn't love myself either. So I hear all these women complain, complain about their baby daddy and I can do this all by myself and all this other stuff and In all reality, they should be pointing the finger at themselves. The blame aspect of choosing a mate and choosing a a father to your children is so much more than what the hell this man looks like. We just look at a man, oh, he's over six feet and he is fly and all the girls like him and his game is right. It goes beyond that. It goes beyond that. It goes, what is his DNA? What is his genetics? What is something that is in his spirituality within his history of his family down to that? Because it got to a point where I feel like I'm not just breaking the generational curses of my family, but I've created this spiritual bond with his father by creating a child out of that in which I have to break generational curses on his end or to assist him and guide him on the right path of being mindful of where he comes from. What is his history? I had to do my research because the family wasn't telling me much. And to be honest with you, they don't know much, a lot of what they do, to be honest. So, but to go into the chapters, the reason why I had chose those chapters and the reason why I chose this topic is because... um, Being bitter, there's nothing wrong with being bitter, but it's about, are you going to stay there? And I was bitter for a while. And to be honest with you, I seen my grandmother go through it. And I resonated with the story in the Bible about Ruth and Naomi. And about Naomi being a woman who had lost her husband and her children. They died. This is, I don't study the Bible very much, but this story always resonated with me. And she was angry. And she had that one very friend that was willing to go to the links with her, which is Ruth. And I felt like I was Naomi. Because when you lose your child, and when you go through something such as a divorce or any type of thing of loss, you are angry because it appears that People don't understand why you feel the way that you feel. People can only empathize for you, but until they actually endure what you've been through, they can't even have a clue about the emotional roller coaster that you go through. And everybody on the outside of you is looking at you like you're crazy, or sometimes you feel like you're crazy, but You do not need your emotions validated. However, you need to go through those emotions because if you don't, you are going to store them and stay in that place of bitterness. I was angry that I moved my ass from my hometown to a state where not one of my family members lives. I moved to his family 
I moved my son and relocated, left a career as a correctional officer of five years to start all over to make my family work. I, and the crazy thing about it, before I left, I asked God to give me the opportunity to make my family work. God gave me a year and showed me that your family can work, but under these terms. And is this the life that you want for yourself? So I didn't want to wait what he had in store for me because I was already starting my healing process. And I took a step back by saying, you know what, I'm going to go back to what I know and what's comfortable because I want this for my son. I want my son to have his father and his mom in a household. I want to have my children by the same man. I want to do things differently. I want what the Bible says. If I'm married, I'm going to make this shit work. Now Cardi B's going through this whole thing where she's got millions and millions and millions of people in her ear telling her how she needs to make that relationship work. I maybe had five. And everybody has an opinion about your situation. And when you allow so many different voices within your space, you will not be able to make clear judgment for yourself. Because so many different ideas, opinions are in your head and you do not get to tune into that whisper of your own voice telling you what it is that you need to do for yourself. I decided that I wanted to up and leave and give him another chance. I thought maybe Pennsylvania gave him a new renewed uh, look. Maybe he missed me. The actions didn't match up. I seen the red flags before I left, but I left. I was mad that at the girl who he cheated with. I never started a fight, never started an argue, but I was disappointed. But guess what? In a way, it was a sense of karma for me. And we'll go into that in a later episode. She was a reflection of who I was years ago. And I had to sit there and I had to watch my karma unveil. So these two chapters, you know, really are a hit for me. And Bitter Black Bitch started when I was at the YMCA one day and I was having a conversation with my ex-husband or arguing with him at the YMCA because I saw him at a basketball game for the girl he was seeing for her kids and I was pissed off I was pissed off that he was playing house and not doing so for his son birthday parties I've paid for things that I was going through I've done and I was just seeing him do so much more for that family but again I didn't understand why it was easier for him to do that there was no pain there doesn't make it right, but I identified with why it was so much easier. So I got into a spat with him and uh, his girlfriend actually in the hallway. And I wanted her to know, and this is a, a key message for a lot of young women out there. The way a man speaks to the mother of his children, to a girl that was his girlfriend, to a girl that was significant, whether it's his mother or anything else, 
a woman that was of some value at some point in that man's life, if he speaks to her with an ill tongue, trust and believe you are seeing a preview into what he will do to you. And for some strange reason, there's women out there across the world that just believe they have some golden vagina that that man is going to eventually change for them. I will not allow a man, any man for that matter, even if I decide to go dating someone now, if that man happens to disrespect a woman that he used to previously date, I would have to question our relationship and whether or not that that is something that I would be interested in in pursuing just because of that. And I wanted her to acknowledge that. And see, the funny thing about it was what was going on in my household and what he was not doing for my son was obviously not being discussed in his household. So he never told her what he wasn't doing, what payments he weren't paying, what things weren't going on, because on her end, she believed that everything was perfectly fine. So I'm going to go into these chapters, Bitter Black Bitch and Child Support. I hope you enjoy them. And today is going to be a little short because I won't be interviewing anybody, but I really want you guys to take some time out and to really review what space you're in right now. Have you been in a situation where you have children with someone or someone has made you angry? It's okay to be in that bitter space, but you have to remove yourself from there and get to a sense of healing. Now, do understand that when it comes to seeking child support or your custody rights in regards to your child, make sure that you are looking out for the child and making sure that the child has a relationship with the father unless that father is harmful to that child. Move outside of your emotions. It took me three years to get that mindset, to move outside of my emotions and to think and react only off of just just being strategic and and not being in my emotions not being in the feelings of what he's done to me what he did what happened between us let that surpass and think about what's best for the child I'll go into that chapter later, but do understand that you picked that team player. You had an option, an array of options to make a child with, and you decided to pick him as your team player. In that chapter of team players, I go into the whole analogy of utilizing, you know, being in the gym when you're in middle school and the teacher tells you to pick the people or your teammates that you want to pick and You'll pick your friend and you'll pick the cute guy that you think is cute. And then you'll pick um, somebody that you know that really knows how to play. But when you get everybody together, you realize that you weren't picking because of their skill set and what they were offering. You were picking off of your relationship with them or the fact that you really wanted them to know that you like them. When it comes to picking your team player, you have to pick a teammate that is going to be a co-parent in the end. Because when all else fails, if love is not there anymore, 
You need to have a team player and a co-parent that is going to make sure that you always, at the end of the day, if anything else, have that child in your best interest. Bitter black bitch. According to my ex, I would be the poster child for the definition of a bitter black bitch. Like she said in the movie, Diary of a Mad Black Woman, I'm not bitter, I'm mad as hell. Why is it that when a black woman is disappointed or angry, she has to be given a derogatory or demeaning label? Are we not entitled to be to self-expression? I've experienced not only it, I've experienced it not only in relationships but also within the workplace. Is it because I'm opinionated and says what's on my mind? Is it because you find me intimidating because of my melanin and strong disposition? I learned a long time ago not to expect people to do as I do, but what happened to do unto others? Some black men are beginning to use the word bitch way too loosely. And as women, we need to stop accepting these references. Am I bitter because of my dreams of you as my black man failed? Am I bitter because I held you to a certain caliber as I do for myself? Am I bitter because I want it different for myself, for us, and for our child? I was let down through your continuous infidelity while I maintained our home. I gave up everything, including my career, believing we can make our family work. I was Olivia Pope, fighting for you in the justice system while working and going to school. Patty LaBelle, making sure you got your nutrition while still trying to be bad and a mother to our child. I may not have had the example of the picture-perfect marriage, but I knew what love looked like and felt like. I spent years playing a role of your mother while depriving myself of a healthy, meaningful relationship. If bitter is a term used for my disgust for your excuses, for every reason why everything you do is only a try. You're trying to be better through surrounding yourself with the same crowd and barely holding down a full-time job. Never giving yourself time from relationships because the need is not love. You're a materialist. You're someone whose soul is empty but finds themselves by lavish things. A man who has never taken the time to find himself can never lead his family. So while you parade the town that I moved to for you with the next girl and her two children, I must have the conversations with my four-year-old son about what he observes is wrong. While being confused as to why you attend their sports events when you haven't even made your presence known for your own, or while you're supporting a household with two children and not coming through for yours, I am disappointed because I held you responsible for making sure you do for yours first. That you would choose a partner that would make you a better man, someone that holds you accountable for being a role model to all children instead of only there for hers. Instead, you choose someone who has no expectations of you. Your disrespect for the mother of your child is observed by your child. Then there are the women that find their man disrespecting another woman amusing. They are beyond clueless. Your insecurities exude throughout your portrayal of extreme confidence or lack of. I was his wife and the woman that gave him two children. If he doesn't respect me, eventually what do you think he will do to you as his girlfriend? I'm angry that my son has to see his single black mother's strength and question his father's. At the tender age of only four, feeling a need to protect and provide. 
I guess bitter is the new better because I had to pick up the pieces that you broke. I had to turn our house back into a home. I thank you for leaving me because I faced my fear of being alone. You reminded me that I can make it alone. The problem is this generation of bitter black bitches, we are becoming too independent. The trauma created by some of our black men that we love leave us with broken hearts. We carry the world on our shoulders, but there's always a tiny space in our hearts for the black man. As you can see, the black woman is on a rise. We bitter black bitches turned our anger into degrees, businesses, and became overachievers. While many of our black men are remaining stuck, stuck trying to find themselves and hurting every woman they come across because they are afraid of themselves. After a certain age, we all become accountable for our growth. With that being said, I take responsibility for who I decide to plant my seed with. As young black girls, we are taught that relationships are hard, but you just got to work through it. Love is not struggle. It comes with ease, but choose your battles. Disrespect, emotional abuse, physical abuse, cheating, lying, and deceit are things that will try to kill your soul. Be mindful that it is all a reflection of how you as a woman feel about yourself. I got angry when he called me this and lashed out in disbelief. This same man that saw me lose a child five years ago had the nerve to perk his lips up to say this to the mother of his now five, four-year-old son. I am disappointed, but I, I'm only responsible for my own role I play in this movie. So I will not feed into the negativity and the naysayers. Like my grandmother always said, they talked about Jesus. What makes you think they won't talk about you? Once I feed into your words, I am accepting them. I'm not bitter. I'm better. Better now that you left. Since you left, I have gained so much clarity. So while you continue to build a relationship that started off a fucked up foundation, I'm building a foundation for my son that is beyond material. One of love, forgiveness, kindness, patience, and all coming from the bitter black bitch. My mother always had this concern for me because she believed that I was more book smart than street smart. That fear of me no longer remains. I've always been an extremely emotional person and I've even considered myself an empath. I would pride myself on my emotions and still feel strongly about the importance of them. They are our internal indicators, but sometimes can result in poor decision-making and affect our logical thinking. Today in child support court was deja vu of exactly what my life was like in 2016. Only this time, I was proactive and not reactive. See, people tend to forget about this university called life. Just like school, every lesson you are required to graduate from before moving on to the next stage. Many people are experiencing Groundhog Day instead with other people and differing events, but similar lessons to be learned. I was stuck in the pain and reopened the wound this summer only to repeat and be time warp back to 2016, the year of my divorce. 2016 was the time my ex-spouse decided to move another woman from my hometown to the very place he uprooted me to. Well, technically, I made the decision for myself, but was under the impression I was doing what was best for my family. I was an emotional mess because the very man I protected was the same man to cause me pain. And that was the turning point for me. I thought the divorce was the end of the battle with him and believed he did enough to try to kill my soul, but was I wrong? I realized I was not dealing with someone normal, but rather a narcissist that had nothing but time to mirror his feelings of himself upon me. 
A year ago, I decided to take him off the initial child support agreement because we were co-parenting with no issues. He would make comments about how he wanted to know where his support was going, so I made him responsible for half of our son's school tuition. If you have not endured divorce, it is an extremely ugly battle between two people who once loved each other that at some point turned into hate. Not always the case, but this occurs for most. They say it's a thin line, and to be honest, this is true. Our relationship thrived and blossomed during trauma. In our happiness, we fought the most. We were two people who felt unworthy of life's blessings. When you're not married and have a commitment with someone such as a child, you don't necessarily have to involve the courts unless you cannot come to a mutual agreement. Once married, it is a requirement with the divorce process. A once intimate relationship that involved just the family then becomes the business of the court and the county. As black women I see on social media, women post their pride about not receiving assistance from their child's father. It is like awards, it, it's like it awards them as the mother of the year for their independence and lack of support. I don't deny them of this, but realize that raising a child is not solely meant to be done alone financially, physically, or spiritually. Now, if the father is abusive to the child and neglectful, that is a whole other story. I decided that it was time to revisit this option as his father was not withholding his commitment to his son. I pay tuition, housing, insurance, and extracurricular activities solely myself. For the past three years, his father remained unemployed and would play the court system and me. It's unfortunate because there are fathers out there that are actually doing for their children and women take advantage due to their emotional baggage they have unpacked. That they haven't unpacked. However, this is not my case. Today in my time loop, he repeated everything he has said to me in the past. The same lies and other spiteful things he usually says to diminish me as a primary parent. She is mad that I don't want her and that is why we are here. I had to chuckle to myself because my only concern was I had fallen behind on my son's tuition payments with all of my other additional responsibilities as a homeowner and a single parent. I actually felt bad for him because he is stuck. Stuck in the same space that I met him 10 years ago and I thought I could fix. He appeared in all black, which was a symbol of the darkness that is clouding him. He never could give me eye contact eye contact because the child in him knew of the guilt he felt in his adult body. I provided every document required to state my claim while he remained empty handed with not a paycheck stub to be found. I used to get frustrated with the idea I had to prove to the courts what type of a parent I was. This actually was not the case. You see, when you do all things in love and are living life in your truth, there is no need for proof. A blind man could read the lines between the lines of every word that came out of each of our mouths. I have felt guilty so many years for the circumstances, for his circumstances, and felt uneasy as his, he is a reflection of someone I chose years ago. I tried over and over again thinking that my son would only be complete with all three of us in, as a unit in the same home. I wanted what I did not have in my childhood, so I did everything to make it work. A man on his current level today, I wouldn't give the time of day. It hurts to see that he is a very black man that I do not want my son to become. I feel for the black man and all of his struggles to a point we as black women and mothers are coddling some of them and nurturing their nurturing them to a point where we are restricting their growth. Some of us stand in the way of their karmic debts, debts and keep them at Groundhog Day while we suffer as the accomplice. 
I stayed with him for so many years because I didn't want to abandon him like his mother. I eventually realized the love he was searching for could not come from me. He was looking for his mother to save him. But at this point, he can only save himself. We are placed on this guilt trip when it comes to our men. We are to protect them and be their peace. What about the black woman? I fought years in court for his freedom. I think he forgot he was who was behind all the administrative work. Court dates, paperwork, witnesses, and putting money on his books only to be standing with him in court to fight for what's right for our child. See, the girl years ago used to love this man more than she loved herself. Then she realized that she had to love herself more, not only for herself, but to be a good mother to their child. I was the woman who stated she only wanted one man for her children and believed that to be the only right way. I no longer believe that this is true. As women, we sometimes leave the door cracked, hoping that one day he'll change and that day may ne never come. I closed the door and last time he got close enough to put his hands on me. I pray for his happiness so he can become a better father for our child and leave me the hell alone. Today, I found clarity outside of my emotions. I was even able to find him entertaining to say the least. I found it humorous that he appeared with the coat that I bought him. Everything I gave him, he still holds on to. I no longer take what he says personally because he is fighting with himself and despises me for my growth. He can no longer curse me with his words because they no longer have value here. As women, we worry about the man moving on and becoming the person he wasn't for you. Many times they don't change. They change who they are with. I feel for the next victim because who he chooses is a reflection of who he is today. I pray for her confidence and ability to see clearly. Any man who is willing to dis disrespect the mother of his children will eventually do the same to you. I pride myself on advocating for my son and myself, even against someone I believe was family. Just a friendly reminder, it's not nice to make an enemy of someone who truly knows you with my level of intelligence. A woman of my caliber is dangerous and many are aware. People see your power before you see it yourself. A little hood but educated and a heart full of gold. I'm not the type to start a fight, but when it comes to my son and his growth, to become a well-rounded young black man, you're asking for war. It is beyond the money. It requires more than money to support the child. Advocating for your child's developmental, physical, and spiritual growth is true child support.